0: well hello there hello there greetings in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ uh the lord has allowed for us to see another bible study and i am so delighted and elated for all of you who are joining us as far as this time of sharing is concerned and we thank god for you i see people that are joining us from all over the country and certainly god is to be praised um we are basically one week out as far as um, uh, our time of election is concerned for the German Baptist State Convention. So we will not have Bible study next week, uh, as I will be in North Carolina—not North Carolina, as I be in Wilmington—and we will not have Bible study during the month of November, by virtue of the fact that we will be having our Thankful Thursday services on. Uh, each thursday so we will not have bible study but i wanted to um let you all know that kind of from the onset so we're getting ready to um do some drill down as far as today is concerned and i'm going to ask if you wouldn't mind let's bow our heads for a word of prayer as we sense and seek what it is that god wants to do for this time that is ours let's go to the lord in prayer God, we come and we beseech your grace and your mercy, and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to study your word, to learn more of you, and to grow in your word. We pray right now, God, that by the power and presence of your Holy Spirit, that you will be in this moment, that you will be our teacher, and that you will illuminate our minds and hearts and allow for us to gain information and through application have transformation that will make us better stewards of our time uh, and better uh, disciples for thee. So show yourself strong and mighty as only you can, oh God. We bless your name right now. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So for the time that is ours, I want to call your attention to Ephesians chapter 1, and we want to look at verses 3 through 6. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. And it reads like this from the New King James Version of the Word of God. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Now just reading that and trying to understand that from the word go can be just a little bit confusing, but I promise we're going to try to break it down so you can appreciate it. So I'm going to read in another translation if I could, um, as far as our time is concerned. And that's from the message translation. And it reads um, something like this. How blessed is God and what a blessing he is. He is the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessings in him. Long before he laid down earth's foundation, he had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. All right. So what we want to talk about today is something that I hope and pray will bless you and we're going to focus on this topic God chose you isn't that something God chose you all right God chose you in in this particular rendering of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 through 6 the apostle Paul is really telling us that God ought to be praised because the word for praise in this particular text is eulogetos, uh, uh, which is where we get the word eulogy. So God is to be spoken well of. And that praise is given to God because God is the father of our Lord Jesus. God has chosen to Bless us long before the foundations of the world. God had us on God's mind. Um, As we engage in this praise or to speak well love or to eulogize, um, uh, what we have to understand is that when we're looking at this particular text or this particular rendering, um, the word praise in what i would call um or the word blessed rather in verse three is going to be different than what we see in another verse so watch this this is the god who is to be praised is the one who has blessed us all right now see that in verse three circle the word blessed Okay, circle the word, blessed. All right. Again, that word is eulogy, or where we get the modern word eulogy. Then in the other part of verse 3, you see who has blessed us. Circle the word, blessed. Again. All right. Now let me drop a bombshell on you all because when we when we're looking at the word blessed as far as uh, this text is concerned, the word bless in the first part is to speak well of. But the word who has blessed us in the second part means to benefit or prosper. Okay. All right. Now, I I I wanted to share that and I wanted to impart that to you all because blessed in the first part and who has blessed us in the second part, they look the same, but they're different. One is giving praise to God because he is the father of our Lord Jesus. The second part who has blessed us, who has benefited us, who has given us something we don't deserve. All right. Now, one of the things that I I, I want to uh, impart to you is the wonderful aspect that God doesn't have any problem desiring to bless us, but the blessing that God wants to give us is more than just material things, okay? It is more than just material things. Let me say that again. It is more than just material things, all right? The Greek gods back in the day did not necessarily have blessings in mind for their so-called worshipers but god had us on god's mind well before you and i ever showed up all right so let's look at let's look at what ephesians 1 3 tells us about the blessing that god wants to give us when eternities pass with what every spiritual blessing where in heavenly places how in or through christ jesus all right Okay, in and through Christ Jesus. So, this basically means, beloved, that God, before you and I ever showed up, had something designed for us when we say yes to God. All right. And what we see right now is the working of the Trinity because God blesses the believers because God chose us, Jesus. died for us. The Holy Spirit seals us. All right. So spiritual blessings begin with and are based upon the fact that God chose us. Okay. Now I'm getting ready to take this real deep right now. God chose you and me. All right. Spiritual blessings begin with the fact of this doctrine of what we call election, all right? Not election like choosing a president or anything like that. It's not that type of election. It is the election of the fact that God chose us or predestined us to have eternal life and to be connected to him, all right? So election is God's sovereign work of choosing people that believe. Salvation is God's doing, not our doing, and salvation is an act of grace based upon the will of God, and you and I have the responsibility to believe, and if we believe, God then chooses to save us, okay? All right, now, as as I unpack this, I want you to understand that all of this was done way back when, all right? So predicated upon you and I saying yes to God through his son, Jesus Christ, we become the elect, we become the chosen. Now, here's what I really want to give you that hopefully and prayerfully will bless you as far as today is concerned. The mere fact that God chose you for eternal life Should make you shout. Okay. God chose you. To be part of a great drama. Okay. And what I want to impress upon you is this. That when you understand that you're part of a grand demonstration of God's grace and mercy. Number one. It should humble you. Okay. Now. Here's where the rubber hits the road for us. When you understand the greatness of what God is doing just on this planet Earth, and the mere fact that creation of the cosmos, the fall of humanity, sin coming into our human equation, and redemption, all have as the ultimate object to reveal God's nature to humanity and to the universe. And here's the shout. God chose you to play a positive role in displaying God's riches. You, uh, a sinful person, you, (laughs) uh, a rebellious person, you, a person who doesn't always do what God desires for them to do. You, and when I'm saying you, I'm talking about me too, okay? But we're all part of the you, all right? Um, Look at what God has done. God chose us by grace to be one of those in whom God is demonstrating to the universe God's goodness, compassion, kindness, and grace that is just part of God's makeup. It oozes from God. As a matter of fact, the mere fact that God saved us even messes up the angels. And if our salvation astonishes the angels, it should astonish you. As a matter of fact, when you think about when you think about God saving you, God desiring to save you, it ought to humble you. You ought not walk around with your chest stuck out like you're all that in a bag of chips. It, it ought to humble you because here's what I want you to understand. God did not have to do it. And so when you understand that our worship ought to ooze from the fact that we are saved, because really, honestly speaking, only really saved folks can worship God because they have relationship. So, so, So it should humble you. Not only should it humble you, but it should excite you it should excite you. Um, I know that, that, that in St. Paul church, we have a lot of sports fanatics, particularly when it comes to football. And, uh, I've been at St. Paul long enough to know that of course I got, uh, Panther fans. I have red skin fans. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, commanders <laughs> have commander fans. Uh, we have New York Giant fans and, of course, Dallas Cowboy fans. Got all kinds of fans. And what tickles me is on Sunday afternoon and Sunday night when I'm looking at the Facebook feed and people are bantering back and forth about their teams and if their team win, oh, it just gives them an exhilaration. And you ought to just see how folks pick on those who lose and how they brag about being a winner, okay? And it's it's an exhilarating feeling. But guess what? You and I ought to be so exhilarated, so excited about the fact that God chose to save us. If there's any type of cheering that ought to be taking place for any of us, it ought to be predicated upon the fact that God saved us. If you think cheering for the Panthers or the Cowboys or the Giants or the commanders or your other favorite sports team is something that is nothing compared to the fact of the glory and honor on that day, when Jesus will return as conquering King and say, you're all mine and we're going to bask in the glory forever and ever. Okay. That's, that's, that's what, that's what Peter saw when he was on the Mount of Transfiguration with James and John and, and Jesus gave them a sneak peek of his glory and it did it in such a way that uh, Peter wanted to make altars to Moses and Elijah. All right. So you and I basically are part of a winning team. Okay. Victory, victory, is already ours. We just got to see it come to fruition. And we get to see that victory come to fruition because we are in Christ. All right. And when you know that, you can't help but have joy. And you can't help but have the sense of glory as God uh blows your mind so that you can understand how God chose you and me, not based upon anything that we have done so well and so perfect and so righteous, but God chose us by God's grace. God chose us by God's grace. So not only should it humble us and not only should it excite us, but here's something else it should do. It should motivate us. It should motivate us. It should motivate us. Now, here's what I want to drop on you, and you may want to write this in your notes somewhere. Knowledge is fine. Okay, wisdom is exciting. All right, knowledge is fine. Wisdom is exciting. Knowledge and wisdom allows for you to accumulate information. This is where I'm trying to get to information which i'm sharing with you right now information plus application leads to transformation are you with me let me say it again information plus application leads to transformation so if i have information Based upon my reading of scripture, divine information, and I apply it in my life, I should be having a positive change or transformation, all right? All right, now, watch this. So, when you understand that God has saved you, and you know that God has saved you, It ought to cause you to want to study the scriptures and then apply the scriptures so you can grow and become what God will have for you to be. All right. One thing that God does not want you to do is gain information so you can walk around with a puffed-up attitude, like you're smart or you're better than others, that's not why we get information. We get information so we can apply it, so we apply it to our lives, so that we can become better. All right. Because here, here's here, here's what I want you to understand. If I got information, but I'm not applying it, then basically I'm not going to really engage in positive change. All right Now, I might change, but the change ain't going to be positive because it's going to be arrogant. All right. Because I'm not what? Applying. But if I got information and I'm applying it rightly. All right. Then that's going to lead to a positive change and people going to see it. So. Information plus application equals transformation. However, I cannot have transformation if I don't have information and I'm not applying and I cannot have transformation if I'm applying something I don't know. Okay? All right? But when I got information and I'm doing the application, it's going to lead to transformation and when I understand that, I can never, ever be the same. you and I can never be the same. Information, application, transformation, we are never the same. In other words, here's what it boils down to. When you know better, you're called to do better. Okay? So if I know better and I'm not doing better, I'm not gonna change, all right? If I get the word through teaching or preaching, but I don't apply the word, I'm not going to change in a positive manner. All right. Uh, If I'm told to forgive, but I don't apply forgiveness, I'm not going to change. If I'm told to be generous, but I don't apply generosity, I'm not going to change. If I'm told to live holy, but I don't apply the standards of holiness, I'm not gonna change for the better, okay. But when you understand that God chose you, saved you, delivered you, liberated you, it should motivate you to take information, put it with application, so you can become what God would have for you to be, okay. And 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 so when I have When I understand that God chose me, I am humbled. I should be excited. I should be motivated. But then I should reinterpret my past and my present. Okay. I should reinterpret my past and my present. Okay. So I can appreciate the glorious future that God is working out for me. All right. So. Check this out. When we look back at our past, we have to thank God for the grace that God inserted in our past. All right. So when we look at our personal past, that's one thing. But we also got to look at historical past. Okay. All right, got to look at historical past. For example, World War II was one of the worst events that has ever impacted the planet Earth. But when Hitler was defeated, when Japan and Italy were defeated, you got to see that as an instance of God's justice and wrath, but God restrained it. But I want you to know that what they were doing is really foretaste of the wrath to come. Right. Now I'm talking about reinterpreting the past and the present, because what we have to understand is that judgment is going to come. And when God judges us, all this other crazy stuff we think is something will pale in comparison to judgment okay it's going to pale in comparison to judgment so there are times when we see something go like oh my god what is that it's just a little taste of what is to come the craziness the chaos of the culture the violence the the turning away as far as um uh, what is going on in reality when it comes to how we as human beings interact with each other? That That's just a foretaste of the judgment that has come. Now, I know this is kind of a hard word to swallow because we don't like to talk about judgment. You know, God ain't going to judge us. Um, God has to, in God's own imitable way, have to help us understand what is right and what is wrong so think about certain things that have happened in 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 biblical history uh noah and the flood that was a sign of the wrath to come that was a foretaste uh sodom and gomorrah that was a foretaste of the wrath to come the destruction of jerusalem that was a foretaste of of the wrath to come um uh, now the Use of nuclear weapons, foretaste of, of the wrath to come. What's happening with with Ukraine, foretaste of the wrath to come. And whether we want to admit or not, some of the craziness that we find ourselves dealing with, COVID-19, monkeypox, um, uh, drought in certain places, climate change, all of that is a foretaste of the wrath to come. Okay? All right. Okay. Now, here is the shout that I want you to get. When something in history or current events goes right, when someone falsely accused of a crime is set free, when someone comes to save knowledge of Jesus Christ when a prayer is answered, when you read about the writings of um biblical um, uh, church fathers and mothers, when you see how uh, our African uh, ancestors who were enslaved were able to overcome and to press on despite the oppression, you then begin to understand and appreciate what the glory of Christ's coming victory can look like. Okay, So anytime that somebody overcomes something, anytime that somebody uh, overcomes a sickness or anytime somebody overcomes oppression or anytime someone overcomes evil or anytime someone overcomes something devastating in their lives, it is a foretaste of the glory that you and I will experience in Christ's triumphant return. So I want to end with this that God chose you for eternal life. And because God chose you for eternal life, you ought to have a new understanding of purpose and your place in God's plan. And it ought to impact your life in such a way that you can no longer be the same you were prior to understanding that. And watch this, and this is what it should do. It should allow for you or empower you to have devotion to God and to enjoy your faith, to enjoy your walk with God, to enjoy doing life here on earth, that you know that ultimately you are going to have the victory but it ought to in your current reality help you to understand you should never be satisfied with how bad things are because you know it can be better and you're called to make it better. And that's when you take information, application leads to transformation. How can it be business as usual for us when you and I play an important role in the demonstration of God's grace and mercy? On the planet Earth and in the cosmos, it can't. So I close with this spiritual information, your physical application, ought to lead to soulful transformation, where you become more and more like Christ. Well, I think that'll do it for now. (laughs) I think that'll do it for now. I want to see if we have any questions uh, uh, in in the chat that anyone may have. Uh, If you have any questions, uh, you may uh, raise that uh, at this particular time in the chat. Any questions, any questions, any questions? Any questions or comments? Any questions or comments? Any questions or comments? Um yeah. All right. Um if not, uh, we're gonna close out for today. Uh I want to thank the disciples for several things and those who are part uh of, of our congregation. Um uh, I wanna thank you all, first of all, for your graciousness, your generosity, um, the love that you have demonstrated to uh, Pierre Charis and me over these last six years. It has just been absolutely uh, incredible to be doing life with you all. It really is, Uh, it's it's a joy. And and the kindness that you all have demonstrated to, my family and me over these last six years is just—it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, the second thing is, I want to thank those who uh, were intentional on last night to uh, have prayer for Sister Lisa Murray and me as we run for these denominational offices for our General Baptist State Convention. Sister Lisa Murray is running for president, a uh, vice president, first vice president of the women's. Home and Foreign Mission and Convention Auxiliary. And I'm running for President of General Baptist State Convention. And the election is going to be next Wednesday. Yay! I'll be glad when it's over. <laughs> I just got back uh, from down east in Edenton and um, meeting with different associations. And I have uh, a couple of more meetings that I have to do. Uh, so uh, continue to pray for sister lisa and me as we you know do these um uh appeals for people to support us and then uh <clears throat> then finally we ask that you all um we'll just continue to pray for our convention as a whole and um that the lord would be pleased whatever we do as far as wilmington is concerned next week so next week we'll not have bible study um And then, of course, we got Thankful Thursday that's coming up uh, the first, second and third Thursdays of November. Got some gifted preachers uh, that will bless you in an incredible way. Um, Dr. John Adolph has been with us before, but uh, Dr. Teller Chapman and Dr. Tolan Morgan, if you've never heard them, you want to hear them and you'll never forget them. And I want to suggest, I want to suggest, I want to suggest that. Um, that that you come in person. I know some people may not be able to do that, but I want to I want to suggest that you be in the house on this one. Cause it, it ain't gonna be nothing like being in that setting to witness the movement of spirit in in that moment. It's one thing to watch it online. Don't don't get the it's one thing to watch it online, but it's another thing to be in the house to feel the spirit move from heart to heart and from from person to person and just be in that atmosphere to uh, soak up uh, what the Lord is, 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 is doing in that moment. Nothing wrong with watching online, but, but to be in that space, it, it'll do something. And I, and I guarantee you you'll be blessed. I guarantee you'll be blessed. Um, um, I'm going to talk with staff and we may do something during that week um, on each Thursday. I'm going to talk with staff and I'll let you all know, uh, some things that we might do uh, if it would be feasible and uh, and go forth from there. OK, but listen, you all have the wonderful opportunity to uh, give if you so desire and you can give uh, right now even for Bible study or if you want to give your regular offering, you can do that even now. You can drop off, check uh, cash or money order at the church call the church office at 704-334-5309 to make sure someone is there to receive your offering. Or you can mail it, check or money order to the church at uh, 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Or you can go to our website and do it through ACS or Church Life. And then you can also get through the app called Giblify. And so, however you want to give, you're you're more than welcome to do that. And if you're giving specifically, specifically for TNT, just make sure you you note that as well. We're in the process of revamping our website for an easier uh, flow uh, to uh, navigate a lot smoother. And so, you may go to the website. And you may see some things maybe a little bit different than they have been before, and that's because of some of the changes that we're making. And I believe that we will probably have those changes up and running in full force by the first week of November. Um, we're trying to make sure we do some edits and things like that. So it's still functioning. You can still use it, but you know we just gotta make some, some edits and things like that. So bear with us over the next few weeks as we uh, make our website uh, stronger and even more uh, functioning, that will be a blessing uh, to those who are part of our congregation, as well as to those who want to check us out. Well, listen, have a blessed Thursday. Uh, Again, thank you to uh, the disciples of St. Paul and to friends of, of our church. Love you all immensely. May God bless you and may God keep you in God's sovereign and omnipotent care. Remember, God chose you before you ever chose God. Never never give up your faith. Beloved, it really does not matter what the situation may be don't ever lose your hope and don't ever throw in the towel because god knew about your facts before you ever had to face them but i dare you to put your faith in the lord Jesus. Is there anybody here tonight who is waiting on God to flip some stuff in your life? Don't fool me now. But if you're here and you're waiting on the Lord, and you're waiting on God for a miracle of Stand to your feet and lift up your hands If you're here tonight and you're waiting on God to flip some stuff around in your life I dare you to lift up your... somebody tell me i'm thanking god for that hand now that hand has covered me that hand has kept me that hand has healed me that hand has provided for me all that i need <laughs> church here. Tell them